my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. I see the crystal raindrops fall And the beauty of it all Is when the sun comes shining through to make So this is our opportunity to just talk about whatever we want. Right, Dom? Yeah, basically, it's like Mom went into the, the supermarket to buy cigarettes, but she left the keys in the ignition. And we, we've seen just enough of a movie to know that if we hit that pedal right, and we hit this lever right, we can drive away. <laughs> How to cause so. problems. That's right, while the cat's away. So Kev is traveling back to the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Someone has to be his uh, chauffeur for a little while. But he is getting a car, so that'll be nice. That's good. And then, But it's for New York Comic Con, right? Is that That's next yeah. week or two weeks? That's uh, in about roughly two weeks from now. Um. The six, so no, it's the seventh to the tenth, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, seventh to the tenth. We show up the sixth because you know we're important people with important things to do in New York on the sixth. But um, for everyone else, it's seventh to the tenth. So uh, if you got into uh, Comic Con this year, if you got a ticket and you're fully vaccinated and whatnot, uh, be on the lookout for our booth information and come meet. Me, Kev, and other characters of the show. Uh, the debut of East Coast Scott. Uh, whoever that is. I don't know yet. Yeah, I haven't so met him. Gonna be, yeah. So that's going to be an interesting uh, development. I'm wondering if it's like just you, but like color shifted essentially, where it's like you in a whole different colorway, like you do shoes. Right, like uh, like the faker He-Man. Who's just like yeah. looked exactly like he man, but he was blue, and like nobody noticed. Nobody noticed that he was blue. I guess I always thought that was weird. Yeah, yeah just essentially, he's gonna the East Coast Scott is gonna really love like Disney World, right? He's gonna be Disney World all the time. I mean, that would be that would be accurate, right? You know, when you're from yeah. when you're from the West Coast and you're used to going to Disneyland, and then you go to Disney World, you're like, this isn't right. Everything's in the wrong place. It's just not yeah. quite. And then when you're used to Disney World, you come out to Disneyland and you go, oh, it's so small. It's whatever, you know. So you, it's that is the way it goes. All right. So before we really jump in, let's uh, let's do the plugs, right? Let's let's talk about the social medias, right? If you want to, uh, you should be following the show on all the social medias, right? Like Instagram, where you see the Instagram lives. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and it's all Geek Stuff TNG on all of those places. Uh, you can contact us by calling the show on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or you can even send us an email at geekstufftng. Oh, you do it. You do it. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. Yeah. It's funny. You stole it from me, and I was ready to do it. 
And then you started saying it. So I'm like, oh my god, this is so foreign to me. Yeah, it's just weird without Kev here. It just kind of throws a, throws everything off. I'm used to Kevin distracting, fun with filters and all that kind of stuff on the Instagram. So. Um, in addition to following us on the social medias, you can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash geekstufftng. And for just $1 a month, you get access to our lovely Discord server where you can chat with members of the show. It's important to remember if you want Kev to respond, you have to at mention him. So I'm adding that to the social media plug at the top of the show. <laughs> the Kev signal must be activated. That's right. Or else he will not respond. And then for another... Uh, for $3 a month, you get the Early Bird Special. So we record on Mondays. Typically, the uh, Early Bird Special will get the episodes on Patreon. Usually Tuesday night. Sometimes it's Wednesday, depending on how long the episode. Last week's episode was two and a half hours. Yeah. So it took me a while to edit that. It was an epic Kev rant at the end about Hasbro. So if you haven't listened to the, that episode, you should go back and do that. Um, but anyway, you will typically get it on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. And then uh, for... $5 a month, you get the bonus round, right? What do you get on the bonus round? So you get, well, weekly, you get the sandwich shop featuring me, where I do basically movie reviews. Apparently, they want to switch me at some point into TV shows, but we're going to see how that goes. We've been on like a vampire thing. I said on the this week's episode that it was kind of like we're leading into Halloween really early and just doing a whole vampire thing right now. But that started so, because you were doing uh, the Strahd campaign, right? The Strahd, and then we were watching Blade, and then I watched Dust Till Dawn this past week. Yeah, I saw a uh, a review of a movie at the for the Toronto Film Festival. It's called Kicking Blood, and it's kind of a modern take on vampire on vampirism. That it looked kind of interesting. So when that comes out, we'll, maybe we'll throw that in. I I don't know. I guess uh, according to Kev, it won't fall into the education of young sandwich. Uh, genre of uh the sandwich shop but it looks looks interesting i like vampire stuff so i'll probably end up checking that out uh in addition to the sandwich shop every week you get uh the vintage episodes twice a month so that's the first and the 15th so one just went up it was episode 62 it was one of the annual too darn hot episodes so it was a pretty good episode uh and so again at the five dollar a month level you can check those out twice a month and then at ten dollars a month you get access to the instagram lives where you can watch all the craziness uh, live and in person. And typically, uh, Kev is here and handling all that, so the uh, audio and visual may look a little different this week than it normally does. And also, you may get... Uh, you actually may have access to it for free by clicking on my name this week. So, hey, that just that's the way that it happens. So, if we're giving it away when Kev's around, you know, uh, that, that's what happens, right? He's not here to mind the store, so we're giving away the Patreon uh, Instagram Live. <laughs> All right, so before we jump into the news sandwich, I have something for you to listen to, so hold on one moment. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so I, I'm interested to see Brandon Ruth play Ralph or Ruth? Ralph. Say it? Ralph. Like Ralph Mouth. Ruth? Ralph. Brandon well, R. I'm excited to see Brandon R. He doesn't know who uh... Ralph Mouth is. <laughs> okay, sandwich, who's Ralph Mouth? Hey, Siri, who's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hey, ask him this. Who's Eric the Paladin? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. I feel like I heard that's heard right. That that's somewhere. a good. That's a good deep cut there. I, you know, it took See? me a second to get it. That was great. So See, your assignment, your assignment for next week, sandwich, is to figure out the connection between Eric the Pal Paladin and Ralph Mouth. That's what you need to f find out. Ralph Nobody tell Ralph him. Nobody tell Eric him out there. The Do not call the GVM line. Yeah. Yeah. Do not call the GVM line. 201 
730-2547. And tip I, off sandwich to the answer. I don't have access to the emails anyway, to the, the, the voice recordings anyways. I can call. I won't do anything. All right, so that's a clip from two weeks ago. And you mentioned that you didn't do your homework last week, and we said we'd get to it, but the Kev's rant in the second half of the show went on for an hour and a half, so we didn't even get to it. So you had an extra week to do your homework. Did you do your homework? Do you know the answer? No. I, 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 thought, I thought that was a bit that died. <laughs> you, were hoping, actually... you were hoping yeah, that yeah. bit died. So <clears throat> Ralph Mouth is a character from Happy Days. We were talking about jumping the shark later on in that episode too. Ralph Mouth, played by Donnie Most, is a character from Happy Days, but he was also the voice actor for Eric the Paladin in the D&D cartoon, right? The one with the shield? Oh, okay. Right? Oh. So the kind of the kind of the cowardly, uh, you know, comic relief. Well, not I guess Uni was comic relief, but again, the kind of the cowardly character, uh, the one that kind of always screwed them over, right? Yeah. That was Eric. So it was played by the same actor that played Ralph Mouth in Happy Days. So that was a that was a good deep cut. Um, and again, it was mostly just because you pronounced Brandon Ralph, Brandon, Brandon Ruth, or Brandon Ralph, or whatever. So, all right, I'm letting you off the hook because you did not do your research, but that's all right. I, like I said, I thought it was a bit that died. There's been so many things I've been told to do over the course of this program and not <laughs> had to had to do that. I don't know if that was one of those bits that just died or if it's something I had to follow up on, actually. Well, you know, that's why uh, Kev hired me as producer, right? Was to just hold you accountable to stuff. If yeah, only, if only yeah. I could hold Kev accountable to stuff, it'd be great. Nah, you know, it, it's, nah. it's, uh, it's just the way that Nothing it goes. Nothing can hold Kev accountable for anything. Yeah. Kev is his own man, yeah, uh, yeah. whether he likes it or not. <laughs> So the other thing I saw, I saw a quote from uh, Denis Villeneuve, right, from, from Dune, kind of saying that uh, there's too many Marvel movies that are nothing more than cut and paste of the others. So it's like, I mean, didn't didn't he learn from, oh, what's what's the guy's name that was in Blade that was talking smack about... Something Dorf? Yeah, Stephen Dorf, right? He talked yeah. smack about Black Widow, and then a couple of weeks later had to go, oh, I apologize, I didn't really mean what I said. It's like, dude, you've got a big movie coming out. A lot of the people that are probably planning to see that are going to be Marvel yeah. fans. Probably shouldn't piss them off because you so, haven't made part two yet, bud. So there's a couple points that when he says something like, like that, that gets me. First of all, like you just said, this movie hasn't even come out yet. It's not like he's established that he can do it. And then he said something or it's like, well, at least he sort of knows what he's saying. A, B, he might not get to do the second one that he's saying he's going to do. Because like we're, we're all saying, you guys saying, you know more than me. We don't know when that's coming. It could be two years from now. It could be never. Because you don't know what the plan for this is. And my last point I'm going to bring up, as someone who's been watching the MCU movies over again with my significant other, they are not the same movies. They're all not the same movies. Yeah, the hero wins and defeats the villain. But Ant-Man is not Shang-Chi, is not Endgame is not Captain America. Right. In fact, they kind of go from genre to genre. Like, they, they all try to have a, a relatively different feel to them, right? Yeah, I mean... Absolutely. Yeah. I still haven't seen Shang-Chi. Uh, I, I really, at some point, I want to get out to see that. But... Uh, um, it, and it's still doing great at the at the box office. It seems like the only things that are able to kill it are these genre pictures, right? Because the... Uh, what, Clint Eastwood had a movie called Cry Macho and... Gerald Butler's, uh, Gerard Butler's movie called Cop Shop, both of them did poorly at the box office, but Shang-Chi is still doing well. So, I, I mean, I, th I think in 
post-COVID times, it still takes something to draw people out. Like everybody's not just going to, it's not back to normal, right? Yeah. It, you know, but, but the event movies, people are still going to go out to see like, like a, like a Marvel movie. I'll, I'll say it again. Shang-Chi was one of my more favorite Marvel movies I've seen in a long time. I would honestly see it twice and not be like, not because like, oh, I missed something. Cause I did honestly enjoy it that much that I thought, it, I thought it was excellent. And once again, it was so much, it was so different than other Marvel movies. It did not feel like, you know, yeah, it's a superhero movie and yeah, it's a Kung Fu movie, but it still felt so different that it fit perfectly in the Venn diagram of taking the best of superhero movies, taking the best of Kung Fu movies and making this film that I really honestly enjoyed. Yeah. Well, you'll get around to it when you get back to, uh, as you're going through with, uh, with your girlfriend, right? Yeah. We just did, uh, Captain America actually last night. Yeah. So man, you're, you're, you're moving faster than I am. We were going to do one every other week and work our way through this year. Uh, and we, we stayed on track for a while, but, uh, when we got the uh, baby number three, that kind of threw threw things off and we've been, we've fallen behind. We're, we're kind of caught up on playing a new board game every other week, but, but, uh, the Marvel movies, we are ready to watch guardians, but that's where, we're at okay <laughs> so it's funny so the end credit scene for captain america was setting up avengers mm-hmm. and it's funny it's at the end it's like coming to a theater near you may 2012 i was like jesus may 2012 it doesn't feel like a 10 year old movie right no you're right it doesn't well even like I said, i've been listening to the uh the classic episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, right? And that was 2007. Yeah. They were talking about the casting of um, Sam Jackson as uh, Nick Fury. And it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, he's been Nick Fury for a, over a decade now. You know, it's like, but that's before Iron Man, you know? And that was um, when the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk was about to come out. They kind of came out around the same time in 2008. And like, even that after credit with in the, in the Incredible Hulk, with yeah. uh, Robert Downey Jr. right uh, coming over and talking to Thunderbolt Ross right like that was like that was the first like oh yeah these are connected right like it was like okay yeah here's a Marvel movie and here's a Marvel movie but then when you got the crossover of Tony Stark it was like oh it is building to something bigger and then of course you know Ed Norton doesn't return but that's okay I mean Ruffalo's great so I mean I don't I don't really mind uh, so you've already done the Hulk the, the the Incredible Hulk with Norton we've done two Iron Mans. One Thor, one Hulk, and one Captain America. Yeah. I, I think the interesting thing is that that version of the Hulk, the Ed Norton Hulk, seems to ignore the anger as the trigger for the Hulk. And it was, it was more like heart rate. It, you know what I mean? Like, it all seemed to have to do with his yeah, heart rate. Yeah, it was like, if his heart got quick enough, and it, it happened to get, you know, it gets quicker when you're angry, so it makes sense. Then there was a whole bit how he, he couldn't have special lady private time with <laughs> right. his friend uh, because he'd get too excited. Yeah, so, Which, I mean, again, yeah. so it just, it was a different take, but then they kind of, ab- they abandoned a lot of the aspects of the Incredible Hulk. Other than the cameo from Robert Downey Jr., it feels more like a, like a, uh, like a Venom, right? It doesn't, like, feel like part of the MCU. Yeah. Uh, other than the cameos that have come back out of it. Eventually. I actually, I didn't get in an argument about it, per se, but I had to explain to someone that, yeah, even though it's, so far removed from the MCU, it's still MCU canon. It's still referenced to, especially with Shang-Chi, how they brought back Abomination. Yeah, he looks more, you know, 
like Abomination should, per se. I didn't really mind the character redesign. Well, he could have continued uh... to mutate, too. You don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, the the redesign in Shang-Chi made him look more like a classic Abomination um, than he definitely did in the Incredible Hulk movie. I didn't mind the redesign, honestly, because I, I thought, you know, it might look too cartoony for the way that... Not cartoony, per se. It just might not have fit the vibe, because it just would have come out of nowhere that he got, you know, like... The, the fishy ears and all that stuff basically um but i really like the movie and uh it is mcu canon it's just paramount owns the right to hulk movies i think oh right well and then so tim roth who uh he he did the voice work in yes. shang chi right shang chi and yeah. then he's gonna be I, I think he's gonna be in she hulk as well right when that when that so, gets to disney plus i don't know if that's a rumor if that's confirmed or if it's like the spider-man rumor where it's heavily rumored and basically confirmed, you know, the, the three kind of MCU uh, news. Is it rumor, rumored, confirmed, or confirmed? Right. Yeah, the things that I've seen about She-Hulk is, is that, yeah, they're, they're expecting Abomination to be on there, and then also that she's going to, like, break the fourth wall, kind of like Daredevil, or not Daredevil, well, uh, so uh, Deadpool style. Her comics, she used to do that a lot. So, I mean, it makes sense for her to do it. The way they had Abomination, this isn't a major spoiler. He's not like, you know, really a big player in Shang-Chi in any way. And he's not really a villain in any, like he's, he like, looks like he hangs out with Wong. Like after the fight, like they like went to go hang out somewhere. Hmm. So I don't know if they're trying to set up Abomination for a villain role or just have him be there maybe to be like a, like a, like a Hulk mentor to She-Hulk or something. Because based off of how they left him in Shang-Chi, I'd, I'm not trying to spoil... It's not a spoiler. Like I said, he, he's in maybe five minutes of the movie and you don't get much from him anyways. So it's not spoilery to say this, but he's not like a villain. I don't have that villain vibe from him. I have the vibe of he's just a guy. A really super powerful, strong guy, but he felt more like, yeah, I, 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 I'm fighting for money and... It is what it is. Well, yeah, and I wonder. I mean, we we talked last time about the the possibility of the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers, and I mean, he technically, from the point of view of Thunderbolt Ross, you know, he was the good guy, right? I mean, you know, he yeah. he was a Hulk. Uh, he was hunting the Hulk with his team and he took the serum and then he destroyed, you know, half of New York. But he, at, at any point after that, he could have said, Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. You know, the serum kind of, uh, got me off, but now I'm okay. Right. Like, like, you know, like he's not necessarily in jail or under arrest or in trouble for the events of the Hulk because he was on the good guy's team and he could have yeah. blamed all that on the, on his transformation. Right. Yeah. Well, I think they said he was on the raft too. Oh, so they and did send him. To, okay, so he did go to. Um... They said he went on the raft, and I guess he must have broken out. And then it makes sense that maybe he had mutated from, I guess, having to swim from the raft to land, and he got fish ears on the way home. All right. Uh, yeah. I guess that's the angle because I'm pretty sure they said somewhere that he's on the raft. But then, but then, yeah, but to hang out with Wong, I mean, you know, they're just kind of chilling. Then he can't be like super wanted, or, or you would assume that, you know, Wong yeah. would. Also, the, the villain vibe would just make no sense then because it's, it just feels like the way they're aiming. He makes more sense to me to be a Thunderbolt character mm -hmm. where, you know, he's, you know, a morally gray Hulk, you know, a Hulk we, we kind of have a grasp on. 
uh, than, you know, uh, uh, someone trying to fight back or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's it. Like, his whole thing, he, he just wanted power. I mean, right? He wanted strength, right? That was all he cared about back then because he was getting older and he wanted to be... I mean, yeah, that was all it was. It's just he was getting older yeah. and he wasn't able to do the things he could do when he was younger and he wanted to still be strong. And that that was his only motivation back in the 2008 Hulk. So, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Uh, let's uh, let's sw- switch over from, from Marvel uh, in to, to DC. Did you see there's going to be a... Uh, an Injustice animated film? So I, I had seen, I think they put out a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, the animation from, I I, I only saw like a, a couple stills. I didn't like the animation style too much. It didn't drive me crazy, but I, I didn't, this is not me poo-pooing it. I didn't see much of any of it. So I, I don't know anything about it in the way of what it looks like or how, how it looks like it's going. I do. I, I know the injustice video games, roughly those were pretty successful. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the comics. I, I, you know, I, I know the cliff notes of what happened. Yeah. So did you, play, did you play the game or you didn't play the game? I played the games a bit. I didn't go into it. My, my friend had it. So I just treated it like a fighting game and what superhero do I want to punch you with for this game? So kind of give scenario. me give me the basic premise though, because I'm not I didn't ever play the game. It was kind of Superman's going rogue, right? Is the is the basic oh, basic premise? I think it was it was a comic first, wasn't it? I don't. I think it was the other way around, right? I think they made the game and then they followed the game up with the comic, but I'm not sure. I could have sworn I could have sworn it was co- either way. Uh, Joker made Superman kill Lois Lane through like some kind of Joker venom. So then Superman got angry and fucking threw, put his hand through Joker's chest and killed him and kind of set off injustice where now Superman kind of is like taking over the world in like an authoritarian kind of way. And Batman is leading the freedom fighters against him. And it's kind of that civil war kind of thing of like one side versus the other side. And, you know, there's a messed up. It's not spoilers, I guess. But, you know, there's a messed up scene where, like, Superman kills Shazam. Oh, wow. Like, lasers him through the face and melts his brain, basically. And it's just like, oh. Why does Superman just do that to everybody? I mean, right? Real- realistically, yeah, Superman yeah. could just kill everybody, right? Oh, yeah. And then it's the, it's like, oh, wait. Billy Batson's, like, 11. <laughs> he just killed an 11-year-old. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, it, it's a fun game. It's a fun, not fun story. It's a good story. It's interesting. Uh, they made two games out of it, so I mean, well, this concept there. And isn't isn't that whole concept exactly what uh, Snyder vs. Batman was afraid of in in the first place? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's just they didn't. I mean, yeah, it was definitely more of a, it was more than four hours of story in the game, but it was fun because it's a video game, and you know you can skip the boring parts by skipping the cutscenes and just going to the fighting part. Right. Whereas the Snyder vs. You know, it was just four hours of, yeah. Anyways, um. <laughs> okay, but so 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 they so either it went from comic to game or game to comic, but now it's going to yeah. animated film. So the animated and again, film. these are I'm sure it's those kind of darker animated DC films where there's some violence and and oh yeah, you know, little, people little, are gonna die. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's that story, so. It obviously it's an Elseworlds. It's a different universe, right? Because yes. you can't, yeah. you can't like redeem Superman in the end because he, after he kills a bunch of people. 
Oh yeah, no, no, it's definitely Elseworlds. It's definitely some kind of I don't know if they gave it like Earth number insert thing here. Roll a couple D20s to see what number you get. That's the Earth we're on. Um DC's animated movies have always been things that if you're not a DC fan, you can still appreciate them because they really don't have any bad animated films, in my opinion. They might have ones that you don't enjoy as much, but the DC animated films have always been pretty stellar, in my opinion. Uh, I heard, wasn't wasn't Dark Knight Returns? Didn't didn't people not like that one? Isn't that the one that that put a romance with uh, with Bruce and Barbara that, that like bad. didn't belong? Okay. That, okay. I mean, I'm just again, that, I'm just pointing out one that I've heard the, is bad. That to the side. All the rest are good. All the other ones are pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The ones that I mean, I, I mean, haven't watched yeah. all of them, but the ones that, the ones that I've seen are good. And then they're they're coming out with a new. A Batman and a Superman animated series. I think they're going to be on HBO Max. They're going to be coming okay. out soon. That's like, again, I don't think it's like a continuation or a reboot of Batman the animated series and Superman the animated series, but it, it, they're just going to have an ongoing animated series for those two. So that that's interesting. And then uh, there's going to be uh, one that's focused on. It's just, it just said a vehicle uh, focused cartoon featuring the voice of Ethan Hawke. As Batman, but like it's gonna focus on like the Batmobile or the vehicles. I could didn't quite get the premise of. Okay, so so it's Batmobile Transformers. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be like for really young kids, and it's gonna focus on the car on yeah. on the vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, oh no! Look, the Joker mobile is getting away. Right. Everybody's gonna have a car. That was always yeah. like the like the toys when there would be like a Spider-Man on uh, like dune buggy or a Spider-Man on a motorcycle. I'm like, look guys, Peter Parker is broke. No joke. He can't afford a motorcycle or a dune buggy. That's why he has to fly around the city uh, or swinging on his webs. Yes. Uh, although how aren't the ingredients for his spider, his webs, like those ingredients got to cost money, right? Is he just stealing them so, from the lab at school? Yeah. So if you go with the school thing, yeah, he's just stealing it from the lab. If you go with he's a broke college kid, he's stealing it from the lab. He's probably doing like a uh, what's the word for it? Uh, what unpaid like a, intern? Like an intern? Bad. Unpaid intern? Yeah. Yeah. So either way, he's stealing, and that's why Spider Man is the worst superhero ever. <laughs> Sandwich hot take: Spider Man is a supervillain. Uh, please, please, please don't take me seriously. Please hear the sarcasm in my voice. Geek Stuff TNG episode 652, Sandwich Hate Spider-Man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so sticking with... And that's where I stand. Right, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll put the I'll put the, the music in there. Speaking Sticking with DC stuff for, for a minute, I mean, I know there's been a lot of a lot of stuff talking about the, the, the Flash movie with Michael Keaton in it. And I saw lots of articles just about what it was like to put the bat suit back on. And, like, he doesn't really... Uh, like he doesn't particularly care too much about comic book movies. He's just doing his work, I think. Um, yeah. But I mean, again, I can't wait to, to see that. But then on the DC uh, articles, are, they've been talking about how uh, they're working on a Black Canary movie. They are uh, casting a new uh, Batgirl that uh, is more of a person of color. So like they're they're really expanding the uh, ethnicity of the DC universe and especially on the the television shows. Yes. So that that's good to see some uh expansion there so it's not just always the same, you know, there's a little more representation as they yeah. as they continue to do that. 
Have you heard anything about the the Black Canary movie or the new Batgirl movie? So I think the Batgirl, I think she was in, um, she was in what the hell was that movie? The in the in the Heights. I think she was right. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, she's I like her as an actress. Uh, I don't know anything about the Black Canary movie. I feel like I I like the idea of DC. Maybe we don't have to do a Justice League per se of all these things, but okay, if you want to have a connected universe, fine. But do something where it's like, okay, there's a Black Canary thing over here. There's a Batgirl thing over here. Like, you don't have to do your heavy hitters now. Take your time. Do they do? I, I remember reporting at some point there was a Static Shock film. They were mm-hmm. trying to figure out. They got Black Canary now. They're figuring out a Batgirl. Okay, work on those characters for a little while. And then take some time to figure out what you want to do with your Aquamans, your Wonder Womans, and whatnot, and go from there. I think if they could focus on these side characters, like give uh, like Swamp Thing, get a get a movie Swamp Thing, make a Swamp Thing movie, get like uh, Midnighter. Midnighter's messed up. We could use like a cool <laughs> Midnighter like movie. I don't even know that character. Graphic. Who's Midnighter? He's like. Uh, He's a guy who has basically like a supercomputer in his head and he can predict a fight like a million moves ahead and he knows the perfect way to like kill you in a fight basically. And he's gay. So, you know, you can definitely show some representation there. Um, you know, exactly. You get the character like Midnighter that no one knows. Yeah. And you make a movie about that. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, you can focus on your stuff later. Yeah, I mean that's just it. I, I was saying, like, like I said last week, I I like to see genre stuff, but stories and characters that I don't know, because then you're getting new content. I mean, you know, so that's where that's where I liked Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol, and then like Titans. Uh, it's like you know, I mean, I know the Batman side of things, but like I don't really know the rest of the Titans very well. You know, I mean, I've seen like little clips of the cartoons here and there, but you know, I'm like I don't know anything about. Uh, you know, Beast Boy or uh, um, Starfire. I mean, you know, again, I know that Starfire and Dick, and Dick Grayson are, are a romantic thing only from what I've seen, you, you know, casually, but not ever because I read Teen Titan comics and stuff. The one thing I was going to mention uh, on uh, Titan Season 3 is, and like a lot of the, the movies, you know, they call each other by their first names, like everybody knows each other. And it's like, sure. you know, the whole code names and secret identities seem to be out the window. And it's like, you know, everybody knows Dick Grayson is Robin, I guess. But, like, if everybody knows Dick Grayson is Robin, that means everybody knows that Batman's Bruce Wayne. And it's like, it's just, they kind of, they don't go into the fact that people seem to know who they are. Like, in, in season three, Dick Grayson goes and gets Scarecrow, right? This is the guy that we talked about a couple weeks ago that was being inappropriate on the set, right? Yeah. The guy that was originally... Uh, Angel's son Connor on the Angel series, and then he was also on Mad Men, and then he plays uh, the Scarecrow. But Dick Grayson essentially kidnaps him to try to catch the Red Hood. They're doing the Red Hood storyline in season three. But like, so here he's just talking to the Scarecrow, but so then clearly the Scarecrow knows who Dick Grayson is and knows that Dick Grayson and who, and knows who Batman is. So it's like, if these villains know who Batman is, that just changes the whole universe, I think. Yeah, well, maybe there's just, like, you know, we're trying to be business casual. So, like, you know, 
Yeah, I know who you are, but I'm not going to attack you in broad daylight. I mean, come on. Right. It's almost like, like there's the code, th- there's, right? There's etiquette to this, you know? It's like, I'll see you in the grocery store. Hey, how you doing? How are the kids? All right, see you tonight, bud. All right. right. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's how it is in, in these, in, in like in the universe that's like Titans and some of the other like comic book adaptations. It's It just feels like if they know who their secret, we just, they don't worry about the secret identity issue. And I think, like, for Batman, the secret identity issue was a big deal. For Superman, it's a big deal. Uh, you know, you go over to, to Marvel, and it's like, you know, everybody knows Tony Stark is Iron Man. Everybody knows Steve Rogers is uh, Captain America. But it's like, but they don't go through their life going, well, I'm worried that they're going to hurt the people that I love, right? Like Spider-Man. Like, that was his whole thing. I need the secret identity to protect Aunt May, right? I mean, yeah. that was... So, I don't know. I just feel like... Well, and I guess we'll see in... The next Spider-Man, because that's the whole premise, right? He get he gets out, and everybody knows who he is, and how does that affect him? Um, yeah. Because he's the only one in the MCU that actually has a secret identity, right? I mean, I mean yeah, I think. Do people know that Black Panther is T'Challa? You know, like, I don't. I don't think people know the Black Panther is is the King of Wakanda, right? I don't think that's yeah. that's known. So you're right. That might be a. Uh, out, I mean, outside of Wakanda, like Wakanda knows, but. Yeah. Right, well, then that's true. So if everybody in Wakanda knows that, oh, yeah, that's our king, that's also, you know, Black Panther, Yeah. then it probably isn't really a secret. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if you know any characters with a secret identity in the MCU, you can call us on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Moon Knight? Yeah, you know... I don't know anything about, I mean, I'm aware of the character of Moon Knight. I've, you know, read the kind of the backgrounds of him, but I've never read a Moon Knight comic. So I'm looking forward to the the series with um, Poe Dameron. Uh, yeah. So, oh, I mean, good. It, it should be good Oscar Isaac, right? Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and he seems to like it. So, um, speaking of DC though, also last thing, they, they wrapped Shazam 2. So, you know, they, they're done with principal photography. So that should be coming out. I really enjoyed Shazam. Did you like Shazam? I like Shazam. Uh, I thought the mom bit at the end could have been cut from the film. And I felt like it would have been a more cohesive film. So I feel like the mom bit kind of took me out of it for a minute. And then I had to go back into it because it just, it felt like we could have cut that whole bit out respectfully. Um, I thought I liked it though. And I'm confused on this movie. If we're going to use Black Adam as a villain or if we're going to wait to introduce Black Adam in the Black Adam movie. Yeah, I wonder if he won't be the main villain of this one. And he'll get introduced like at the end. And then you'll get a Black Adam movie that takes place with whatever leads up to how he gets introduced in Shazam 2. Yeah. And then and then you'll have you know Shazam 3, Shazam versus Black Adam, right? That... And then you'll have Suicide Squad, which Shazam probably. And then, you know, you, you could use... You, because you, it's The Rock. You know if they're if they got the rock into these movies, they want to use him as much as possible. Yeah. Because you don't spend the money to get the rock because you know he's not cheap. He deserves to be expensive, but you know he's not cheap. You don't pay that money without trying to get every single bit of juice out of that orange. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean it's funny, and, and I'm not gonna say that there are no bad movies with the rock in it, but I feel like just the rock seems like a very solid <laughs> no pun intended he just he he seems like he's a nice person in real life 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously it takes lots of dedication and hard work to, you know, to, to, to go, you know, like, you know, he's obviously in the gym or whatever. Like just, he's just, as a person, he seems admirable. I, I like him. And yeah. so that kind of makes me go into movies with him and, and I maybe enjoy them. Like the ones that aren't great, I give them the benefit of the doubt. And then some of them are fantastic. Like I saw that one, the skyscraper one, right? Yeah. Where he climbed the outside, you know, that was basically like towering inferno, but he had to climb up and save his kid. And like, like it was all right. I mean, you know, like I let, I let all the suspension of disbelief go. And I'm like, yeah, I still, I like The Rock. I want to see him in this. It's okay with me. Um, you know, and I mean, I even liked Ballers, right? His HBO show where he's like a retired football guy uh, that mm-hmm. turned into a, uh, like a money guy. Did, did you watch like Ballers? Sports agent. Yeah, sports he- I watched like two or three seasons of it because I'm a, I'm a big football fan. So I like the idea of like a fiction. Yeah. But you know, like a, a, a look behind the screen fictional or not, you know? Yeah. Like, like entourage. I feel like entourage is kind of that kind of thing. I think, I don't know. I didn't see entourage. I say that like I, sh- like I would know, but I don't know. I felt like it was that. I oh, <laughs> anyways. Entourage is so dated, but I loved it when it was on. It's got a, it's a cheese factor and it's okay to have a cheese factor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Will's trash from the the Instagram says the Rock is likable and you can forgive a lot when he's that likable and I I agree I think that's it it's like you know if you've got a an actor that you don't really like and then the movie's only okay it's going to get downgraded and you get an actor that you really like and the movie's okay you're going to upgrade it so I I think that that goes with with the Rock now I haven't seen if, I haven't seen the uh, the Jungle Cruise movie but I'm yeah. sure I will at some point and I can't imagine that it's great I mean you know it's a movie based on the Jungle Cruise right but right but you know I mean I'll watch it. When on Disney Plus at some point, I'm not trying to rip on Zack Snyder, even though I do enjoy it. If they did a Dwayne the Rock Johnson Justice like the Johnson cut or the Dwayne cut, whatever you want to call it, I'm telling you that would be one of the best received movies of all time. If you just let whatever the Rock thinks you should do with the movie, just the, let the Rock do it, and you'll notice the like. Wow, this is really what we needed for Justice League. Just gonna add add uh, Black Adam to Justice League for no reason. Do another four hour cut with with you don't Black Adam all over. It. You just need to say to someone, "Oh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson did this." You could totally lie, <laughs> and I'm telling you, just having his name in front of it as the Johnson cut or the, or the Rock cut. So oh, it's it's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Zack Snyder's. Justice League. Justice League. Right? That's it. <laughs> yes. I like it. Super califragilistic expialidocious. <laughs> uh, let, let's hit on a little bit more casting news. Uh, this is not directly related to DC, but uh, Margot Robbie, right? Uh, our Harley Quinn. She's been uh, cast in a, the next Wes Anderson movie. So that should be interesting to give her the opportunity to do something a little different. You know, Wes Anderson movies are typically a little quirky, a little funny. So, you know, are you a Wes Anderson fan? Doesn't he do like Friday the Thirteenth and stuff, or like? No, no, that's Wes Craven. That's Wes Craven. Okay, I got heard. I heard Wes and something else, and I got scared instantly. I'm like, why do I care about this? I'm not gonna watch this. That's horrible. Uh, Wes Anderson, though, apparently is a very likable guy. I probably like his movies and don't realize they're Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson. There, I mean, again, I would call them quirky, and he also typically works with kind of a a, a group of actors that he he tends to like. Um, oh, he's like a Burton guy. Yeah, you know, he kind of gets his his. He just works with his team, and like you'll see his char- his actors come up time and time again in uh, in different films by him. 
Let me give you some Wes Anderson movies here. Hold on. Yeah, Wes Craven and Wes Anderson are not the same person. And for those listening who didn't know that, because um, I, I can't imagine I'm the only one who would make this mistake, right? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, they did. I think it was a Saturday Night Live bit where it was like Wes Anderson's. Uh, and it was a horror movie. And I don't remember which uh, which one they kind of parodied and they, but they made it in his quirky style. But, uh, you know, have you seen any of these movies like the Royal Tannenbaums, um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, what else? Moonrise Kingdom. None of these sound familiar to you? How about I've seen some of them? I'm, I had, I definitely had to sit with my mom and watch some of them because she needed company. Yeah. And so, and then, well, I think he's also, uh, the life aquatic with Steve Zizou, right? That's, that's, uh, Wes Anderson. And then, uh, he did some, the animated ones that I actually like these more than his live action ones would be, uh, fantastic Mr. Fox and the Isle of Dogs. Have you seen either fantastic Mr. Fox or the Isle of Dogs? Uh, I've seen fantastic Mr. Fox a while ago. I thought that was a fever dream. Um, <laughs> Because it's definitely not your typical, like, I don't know what to call that. Is that anime? Is that claymation, per se? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, that... I think it, it's at least stop motion. I, yes. I would, not necessarily claymation, but yes, that stop motion type. Of, yeah. And I, I mean, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's got one of my favorite quotes of all time. And I had this as probably my Facebook avatar for, for years after that came off. And, it, and the quote is, that's really good advice. Uh, and I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to ignore it. And just do whatever I want anyway. And and that's not a, the exact quote, but yeah, that's fantastic advice, but I'm going to ignore it. And and I love that. That's just the character of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, but so, yeah, so his movies are very quirky with odd characters. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm not a huge fan uh, of the, uh, of uh, like Moonrise Kingdom was good. Uh, and I haven't seen all of them. And I feel like I, I need to give them a chance and go through them because they, they are definitely well, well reviewed, well received. But mm-hmm. maybe it's just not my wheelhouse but i feel like i need to give them a chance and then his uh, his brother right paul thomas anderson right also excellent filmmaker totally different kinds of movies that's uh you know boogie nights and hard eight and and several other uh movies and and i really love the the pta movies right paul thomas anderson and uh you know i feel like i just need to kind of not not compare the brothers and not i just need to go into wes anderson movies with a different perspective i think Anyway, all yes. right. So let's uh, let's let's move on. Let's talk a little bit more um, about some some. I don't know. We don't necessarily really need to get into casting news, but I've had on the prep sheet for a while. I want to use the the Kev bye week as a yeah. Uh, as a, 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 yeah to just knock stuff off of the the prep sheet. So you know, Indiana Jones five, right? It's in production, and we talked about some of the cast. I think Johnny Depp's on the cast, but it's in production. John Wick four, right? It's like, did you? Have you seen all the John Wick movies? Yeah, I've seen them. Um, good movies. I like them all. Uh, I'm not... I can't really tell you much of the story beyond, you know, someone pissed off John Wick, so now he's going to shoot them with, like, <laughs> or, a gun. Or just throw or their gun gonna... at him, right? He'll just hit them with yeah. a gun, right? Oh, yeah. What I love most about John Wick is just, like, he is the king of, like, just, like, in my opinion, like, how do I say this? If if there's a question if you're dead or not, he makes sure you're dead. Where it's like, okay, shoot you once, well, one more, okay, you're good. You know, like I feel like he's very like effective and quick, and it's like efficient, and I love it. And it's not funny, but you know, like 
there's just been scenes where it's just like that's so freaking cool and I don't know. I'm excited for a new John Wick, but after seeing the Matrix trailer where I felt like Keanu showed his age a little more, and you know, with Bill and Ted, he kind of showed his age a little more too. I'm wondering if this John Wick, how, how it's going to be. Because I have full faith in these John Wick movies, but Keanu's starting to show his age a little bit. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if you don't agree with me. If you don't agree with me, you can call the GVM hotline 201. 201- Seven three zero two five four seven. Tell me I'm wrong, but I think he's showing his age a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but maybe that's the the point of those characters, right? Bill and Ted was supposed to show that they're you know thirty five years older, and and uh, I think the Matrix also. It's like okay, you know, it's it's maybe it's supposed to be there because I think in John Wick, I don't think you certainly can't tell from no. how fantastic the action is his age, right? You know, the movie movie magic can cover up a lot there, so. I have not seen any of the John Wick movies. I keep, you know, when when two and three came out, I was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna binge and watch all three of those. But then I just have not gotten around to it. And I think that from an action standpoint, I think those are right in my wheelhouse. Just a lot of just They're, to shoot them up, great action. I know it's gonna be good. And, it's an amazing. And I just want to watch it. I don't want the John Wick movies to turn into the Expendables. That's just my one concern. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying they will. I'm just concerned. Yeah. All right, so let's do one more story before we go to uh, to break, and that is the uh, the Last of Us movie is done, and then I saw an article about the Last of Us two. So the game, how long ago did the game come out? Like at least well over a year ago at this point. Yeah. So were there were there leaks? Do you remember some leaks and stuff that happened? So the story had leaked, and they had tried to stop as much as they could, but you know, with the internet, the second it hits. Someone's going to, okay, I'm going to download this and copy it a thousand times so I have copies of it. So if the internet deletes it, I'll have it. And it's a very polarizing game because certain things happen in the game. I don't want to give it away. I, I've gotten flack for it before, but I don't agree with the way that the game turned out. You know, certain things happened that were very polarizing. And when it came out in the leak, people were like, there's no way this, this is stupid there's no way they'd actually do this and then they actually did it so you know a last of us last of us the first game was phenomenal like one of the best games i'd ever seen in a long time not just in my opinion in lots of people's opinions people loved that video game so when the second one was coming out and when they're before the leaks people were like oh i'm so excited to see what this looks like you know they dropped the trailer before the leaks and it's like Oh, this looks cool. You know, I'd love to see the steps going into this, where we're going to go. And the league came out and then the game came out. And I feel like the last of us, it definitely went in it. Everyone was up on last of us. And then when the game came out in the leaks, there was a big split. You either love that game or you hate it. Hate it's a strong word, but you either really like it or you really don't. So last of us movie. I think is suffering from that a little bit from that strong division in the community about what we want from the last of us. You know, I don't know what they're doing in the movie. I'm not going to poo poo the movie. It's a video game movie though. So be a little cautious like anything. Uh, <laughs> not that it don't work, but you know, the, the track record for video game movies isn't fantastic. So, so what you're saying though is if the movie had come out before 
Last of Us Part Two, which sp- kind of split, it would have had better. Like everybody was on board, the hype would have been better. and then they they lost some of their audience because there was a, a division after Part Two. The, yes, there was a major division. After, a lot of people, you know, like so the game won awards. It's a good game and it's a good story. It's not, in my opinion, and this is only my opinion. Other people share it, but I'm just saying my opinion. It's not a good Last of Us 2. It's a good story. It's a good game. It's not a good Last of Us 2. If that makes any sense to you. Where, you know, if you take it aside, it's fine. It's great, even. The gameplay is fun. The story is interesting. You you know, you kind of get different looks at things. But when you take it and, and you attach it to Last of Us, the first one, it does things that people really didn't like. And I, I'm included in that. And I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible in my talk about it. But I have these views and I have these opinions. And I'm, I'm going to stand by them that they did some things in that game they shouldn't have. All right. So uh, we've got more video game uh, talk in the second half of the show, but why don't we uh, go to break here uh, as we go to break sometimes with episode 652, The Second to Last of Us? No, that's not a good title. We'll come up with a title in the second half. Let's Was go to break. Sandwich Hates Spider-Man? Sa- would you want, I, I'll name it Sandwich Hates Spider-Man if you want to get the uh, the email. All right. <laughs> so it's Geek Stuff TNG episode 652, Sandwich Hates Spider-Man. After these messages, we'll be right back. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. Hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. 
It's called the PyCast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pi Day Family, and my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. Build your own X-wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red Five Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Big Kev, and you're listening to the West Coast. What the fuck is this I'm reading? The West Coast Scotwitch? What the fuck is that? Live from the Sandwich Shop and Pride Day Productions in sunny Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, Heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing. And the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up, for your subscription each month. In addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your su- subscription. Ugh. As a fan of collectibles, you may see models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Excellent. So yeah, so which uh, which piece of the Build X-Wing is Kev on at this point? Uh, so he, he's saying he doesn't know. Uh, he lost him writing it down i'm telling him i'm so sure it's number 88 is what we have and we're missing uh 89 to 100 and i think more he he wants to fight me on it we'll find out for sure uh by the time the next episode comes out yep hey i was on your side i felt like he should have put uh, put a little skin in the game on that one but i guess he didn't want to do that yeah but i mean because he, he knows i'm right and he doesn't want to argue on it because he knows that if I'm right in an argument, he's wrong. 
I do tend to kind of rub it in on him a little bit more than I do other people because it's Kevin and because it's not often I get to be right versus Kevin. So in situations where I am right, I do tend to rub it in a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Kev's never wrong according to Kev. So, you know, when you can prove that fact, then you get a chance to really give him a hard time about it. So, yes. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's jump back into video game news. I know you had a couple that you wanted to talk about. So before you do that, let me throw out a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that they are working on. And I, they just made the announcement that when it comes out, April O'Neil is going to be a playable character in the game. Ooh. So if you're a TNMT fan. TMNT. TMNT. What did I say? TNNT. Two N's. Uh, two N's. T-N-N-T. Teenage Newton <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it's it's just a new game coming out. I think this one's going to be called Shredder's Revenge. So, um, I wonder if it's like the arcade game where it's just a side-scroller where you just swing with, you play the turtles with your friends, and now they let you have a fifth friend to play with, which is essentially someone's little brother or sister. That's like, <laughs> here, you, you could be April. You could be okay? April O'Neil. You've got, yeah. you've already got our four. You can't be, I mean, again, I feel like, you know, again, the DLC, right. Are they going to bring in, uh, oh, what's the, what's the, what's the guy? Casey Jones, right. Casey Jones. Bring Casey Jones in there. You could do Splinter. I feel like. Yeah. So, all right. I'll, I'll turn it back to you. I know you had a couple of games you wanted to talk about last week. So that, that, again, we did was... not get to because of Kev's epic rant. So <laughs> Sony had, I don't know what they called it, but they had like a big press release where they released a couple of video game trailers, three major ones that I'm going to hit in semi-quick succession. We'll have a little bit of a discussion about them, obviously. The first one, which I feel like will be the lightest conversation, there is a Wolverine video game on the horizon. Now, this game will be exclusive to PS5. We didn't get any gameplay footage, but I think Wolverine is definitely someone that people want to play as. Like, when I was a kid, there was a uh, an X-Men video game for, I think, like, X3, where you <laughs> you got to play as, you know, all of the X-Men, but my favorite levels were the Wolverine ones because he's so cool. And I think Wolverine had has had his own video game before. Maybe when Origins came out, but, you know, X-Men Origins Wolverine isn't a movie that we talk about anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dead, so Deadpool pulled see- that out of canon, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or did he pull it out of canon, or did he just make fun of it in canon? Right. <laughs> Either way, it's a it's a variant, right? I mean, that that is the thing that uh, that Loki now allows all of these to just be. It's all multiverse, right? Okay, yeah, that happened somewhere. Maybe not in our main canon universe, but it happened somewhere. Oh yeah. So now you know a, a new Wolverine games on the horizon. It looks cool. We didn't get anything about story. We didn't get anything about gameplay. We just know where you're playing as Wolverine. And it looks really fun. So I mean, they're supposed to be fun, so that's a good thing. Oh yeah. So again, it's a more of a story-based game, not like a side scroller. <laughs> I don't I haven't played video games in so long. I don't even know. Yeah, it's probably. I don't know. Like for video for superhero video games, I feel like they always lean on the idea of like, here's a sandbox. Go play in the sandbox. I don't know if the Wolverine game will be a sandbox. Because I don't know how well you can really sandbox Wolverine. Because I feel like the way the cat It's not like it's Spider-Man or Batman or Superman. Or th- another one we'll talk about in this in this little segment, Spider-Man. Where, you know, there's a built-in movement to their superpowers. 
or their abilities or their money uh, in the case of Batman, where, you know, it makes sense they can maneuver so quickly around the city and the landscape and all that. Or, yeah, I mean, Wolverine can climb up a wall with his claws, I guess, and he can jump, I guess. But, you know, he's not really built for mobility, I feel like, if you, if you catch my trip. Right, but it may not depend on speed, but it could be, like, because he's a tracker, right? So maybe you've got to, because, yeah. you know, he can smell people, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't be against it. I would love for it to be open world. I just, I see this more being, like, you start a mission in this space, you finish the mission in this space, and then you move on to the next space. Yeah. Which is fine. So I'm not complaining. I'm excited either way. More mission-based than sandbox. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, also in that same superhero vein, uh, we got a new... So this is Spider-Man 2. So Sa- Sandwich played... hates Spider-Man. Okay, so you hate this game. You're, you're, you're against this game. Actually, I love Spider-Man games because they're really fun. Um, so this is the sequel. They released semi-recently with the PS5 Spider-Man Miles Morales. But that was more of like a a 1B than a 2 because it kind of continued the story of 1. This is a sequel. It looks like you're going to be able to play as Peter Parker and Miles Morales. I don't know if that's at the same time. I would love that to be at the same time. So then it's because two Spider-Mans, not Spider-Man 2. Two Spider-Man 2, two Spider-Man Electric Boogaloo. That, that's that's exactly what it should be called. Double, double the spider, double the fun. Yeah. 16 uh, legs of fun, two spiders. Yes. Uh, Venom is going to be in this game, definitely, because he's in the trailer. And also Craven the Hunter, who Craven the Hunter is a Spider-Man villain. I really enjoy because I like the concept of, you know, the guy, the hunter, you know, sh- uh, hunting inside a game, and it happens to be Spider-Man. I feel like everybody wants him to come into the either the Sony universe or the MCU. Like, Craven, I feel like, is, like, one of the top candidates for the next... New, oh, yeah. new person to get introduced in, in a Spider-Man film. I would love for him to get introduced. I would even enjoy him. Maybe this is me just enjoying him a little more than I should. I would enjoy a Craven solo movie. I don't know how in the hell it would work. I mean, I would enjoy it. They arguably made uh, a Venom movie work without Spider-Man. So, I mean, I mean, and that's the most I mean, connected to Spider-Man, right? I mean, there is no character yeah. more connected to Spider-Man because he's dependent on him for his origin, and yet somehow they created Venom without Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so Craven could just be this big game hunter, and then you have his whole movie, he just does what he does, and then the after credits is he sees Spider-Man and decides he's going to go hunt Spider-Man. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you could, you don't need Spider-Man to have that character at all. Yeah, no. You're right. But, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I would not poo-poo a Craven the Hunter uh, movie. I'd be excited for it. Am I going to hold my breath for it? No. But I'd love for it to happen. I'm excited for the video game. I'm excited for the Spider-Man 2 Electric Boogaloo. Double the spiders, double the fun. And uh, the final video game that was revealed. Not the final one, but the last major one for me at least. Are you familiar with the God of War series? Uh, I mean, I'm aware that it exists. But I mean, that's about it for video game knowledge for me. So, God of War Ragnarok was also revealed at the Sony showcase. The God of War series is one of Sony's pillars. And they're like, when you think of PlayStation, you're supposed to think of, you know, like Xbox has Halo, 
PlayStation has God of War. Okay. Like, this is their, like, one of their major pillars of gaming. Like Last of Us. Last of Us was a major pillar, still is, because people do like it. But you know what I mean? Like, God of War is a storied pillar of gaming. There's, like, they did six games where you're basically immortal and you're literally destroying the Greek pantheon. And at the end of the Greek pantheon, the character supposedly dies, but then you find out he somehow got transported, got old, had kids, and all that fun stuff in Norse mythology now. So now it's the same character. He's got a kid, and they're fighting the Norse gods. And the last game won one game of the year over Red Dead 2. So Red Dead Redemption 2 was a fantastic game. God of War, the reboot, it's called God of War, but really it would be like God of War, numbers aside, the game God of War was one of the best games I've ever seen in my entire life. Cinematically beautiful. The gameplay to cutscenes was literally seamless. Literally, if you didn't know any better, like if you took away health bars... And you know, like, uh, like combo stuff. Basically, you would think you're watching like an eight-hour movie. It's not eight hours, but you know, roughly, because the, it's so seamless. You literally can't. You, there is never a single loading screen. There is never like a jump in animation where it's like suddenly really good and suddenly you're blocky and you can't like run good. <laughs> right. It's amazing the whole way through. We have been waiting for the new game now for at least two years, I want to say, at this point. And I am through the roof excited for this game. It looks absolutely phenomenal. It looks like it's going to blow past every single expectation I've had for this game, I've had for this series. I love it. But the major problem I'm having with all of these video game releases is that they're only on the PS5. That was going to be my question. What's the problem with that? You can't buy a PS5 for less than $1,000 in the current market unless you know a guy who got one off the back of a truck. You're not going to get one for less than $1,000. And I cannot justify $1,000 for a video game console in any aspect. And that's an aftermarket. Like, what what would it sell for if you bought it at a store, which they sell out as soon as they get into the store? $1,000. Oh, no, that's the sticker price? That's not the marked up uh, you're paying? Walmart had it, last I saw, for $1,097. That's a lot for a console. Yeah. How much did you you pay for your... Well, your friend uh, helped you out with the the console, or with your... uh, So... I was just going to ask, you know, you're a PC gamer now, right? So you don't even need the console, so it doesn't even matter. Yes. No. I mean, so I do want to play these games, and since they're PlayStation 5 exclusive, at some point I would like to get a PS5 when it's affordable and easily stockable, you know, where I won't have to bring, like, a sword and a shield to Walmart and fight through hordes of people to have a chance at getting one, you know? I don't need to be like that. So but, so not yeah. only are they that expensive, but they're also still constantly out of stock, right? They're Yeah. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that's that's ridiculous. That's that's the if joke that Cord was playing a PS5, a PS4, right? Yeah, yeah. If you see a PS5 on the on the shelf, you're either asleep <laughs> or <laughs> you're in, in a part of the world where no one wants one. 
The Xboxes are also out of stock, but there's an, a slight bigger supply. But the PlayStation don't people want this this generation at least. People want the PlayStation. So you're saying if I see one, possible. I can I can uh, put it on eBay and like score some markup on that or no? Probably. Yeah. Honestly, probably. Yeah. There well, are people who who will pay him up yeah. for it. With well, my first, luck, first, I won't be able to do that, make, so I'm not going to try. Make sure you're first. Make sure you're awake. You know, do all your things, and then you can. Uh, <laughs> you could go buy it. I got it. So, are you a fan of the Pokemon Unite? Do you watch any of the Pokemon? Do you play any of the Pokemon video games? Um, my friends are way more into it than I am. I used to play them a lot when I was a kid. I've kind of gotten the urge. It's that time of the least, night. I mean, turn on the black light. Let oh, the oh, oh. and the dragons begin. It's D&D. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D&D. Sorry, uh, the D&D intro came in there. I had to cut you off there. Um, there's, I've got two D&D stories. One of them really is more of the magic story. But did you see D&D Celebration where they're doing like a like a virtual like panels and like virtual convention kind of for D and D from Wizards. No, of the I, can't, Coast? I can't. I can't say I heard about that actually, but it sounds really cool. Yes, I mean D and D has been going on how many years now at this point? I mean, like it's been going on way past me, and I'm almost a quarter century old now at this point. Yeah, uh, you, you and Kev, right? Like you're a little yeah. bit older than Kev, right? He's a little older than me. He was. He's like. He, he I missed the cutoff and he made the cutoff, so he ended up a grade ahead of me. Yeah, so the <laughs> and uh, the as this is posting on Friday, so the Patreons will get it. The the early birds will get it a little bit sooner. But there's a preview day on September 23rd, and then the main event is September 24th through 26th. And there's going to be again like panels and discussions and uh, you know gameplay. And so again, it's it's by Wizards of the Coasts, but it's kind of like a a virtual. Dungeons and Dragons convention. So uh, I just kind of wanted to share that in case people are interested in checking that out. I'm going to see if I can catch some of it. But again, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be over the weekend. I don't know that I'll be able to watch uh, it live. Yeah. Um, that kind of is the way that it is. Um, when are the new books coming out? I mean, we talked about both of them. So at the time of recording, we have one, I think, coming out next week. And then we have another one in October and then another one in November. Right. So three new books. So we've covered all of those, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I could quick hit them if we need to. No, I don't think I don't uh, think we need to because we got to, you know we're trying to keep it short without Kev here just just cleaning things up. But did you see this? This is a shocking Magic the Gathering item. I don't know if you saw the article about it, but somebody made a a a, a basically a box that will give you the player electric shocks when your <laughs> players in the game are like losing or taking damage. Did you see that? Uh, no, I can't say I have. And that sounds, as someone who plays horrifying and fun at the same time, I want to play one game on it, and then probably <laughs> never again. So you need to look up uh, Sheepwave, who is a streamer, artist, and Magic the Gathering content creator, and they made a shock box uh, that delivers a tiny electrical joke, electrical jolt whenever your player takes damage so i mean i don't know how often do you take damage in a game of magic the gathering well depending on i mean there there are decks that are made to just constantly deal you small amounts of damage to kill you so i just imagine that like eek, 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 you know <laughs> your hair starts sticking up um so i mean depending on the game you're playing it can it can go pretty quickly you know <laughs> The idea is for the game to be over in essentially like six turns. 
So, twenty life, six turns. You're going quick. All right. So does I wonder does the um, the voltage increase as the damage like as it's oh. more damage or is it just just every time like whatever if you take one point of damage it's this if you take ten points of damage it's like it increases. Uh, it reminds me of um, in one of the early James Bond movies, probably one of the uh, Roger Moore ones because those are the ones that I watched as a kid. But it was they they the villain. And James Bond, like, they were hooked up to something that did just that. Like, as you played, it would um, give you a shock. Like, if you were playing chess and they took your pawn, you'd get a shock. If they took, you know, a bishop, which is worth more than a pawn, it, the shock would be a more intense. And then uh, at the end, uh, like, you know, they were playing, like, global thermonuclear war, like, from war games or whatever. But, like, if you lose on that one, the electrical shock was going to be, like, bad enough. Like, that was kind of the, the thing that the... Uh, the villain had that's what i so when i saw that that's immediately what i thought of so what i thought of i saw a video about this a long time ago there was this like pong station that someone had built it was in like a museum in germany called the pain station (laughs) so you you play pong and there are three icons that you that you can hit with the ball one of them is a shock, one of them is a burn, and one of them is whip. Jeez. So you play and say, like, you hit my thing, and it's red. That means fire. A thing under – you have to hold your hand down here. You have to hold your hand down to play. Well, you take it off, you lose. Okay. So it's how long can you deal with the pain. So they're whipping you. There's, a like, a whip that comes out. It shocks you. It burns you. It's literally torture with Pong. And so and you're like aiming towards the other guy. Like, so you can like focus on just yeah. trying to hit the fire on the other guy and, yes. and they may be doing the electrical shock on you. So like, right. So it's yes. whatever. Yeah. But yeah. And, and yeah, but yeah, whoever loses lifts their hand yeah. first and loses. Then, right. Yeah. If, if you have, uh, well, do you lose the game of Pong or you're like, ow, I've been whipped 30 times. I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever happens first. That's funny. So, We'll have to we'll have to see if we can get the uh, the shock o meter and uh, try that out for the game. I'll have to look into it. I don't think that they're mass marketed. I think they just made it as a like a like a concept art kind of thing. But <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's D and D warriors that terrify. It's D and D. You may notice that the wrap-up music started playing immediately after the D&D outro, and that's because all, we had more show planned for you. Uh, Sandwich and I had a fantastic conversation about comics, uh, some product. It was really going very well. But then the Mac decided to just freeze up, and we lost everything from uh, D&D on. So we, instead of trying to recreate that by myself, we will save that for the next episode. So I do want to say be sure and uh, check out the Geek Stuff TNG crew out at New York Comic Con if you are heading that way and follow the show on the social medias, right? That is Geek Stuff TNG on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Also support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. Remember, for just a dollar a month, you can participate in the chat over on the Discord server for $3 a month. It is the early bird special, so you get the episodes like this one, even when there's a little technical difficulties. We try to get those out a couple days early. Usually that is on Tuesday or early Wednesday. For $5 a month, it is the bonus round. You get the weekly bonus show, The Sandwich Shop, 
We're on a vampire kick over in the sandwich shop lately, and twice a month you get vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. The next one coming up on the first will be uh, episode 63, so it remains to be seen what that one's about. I will listen to it and get that posted over there for the Patreons. And then for $10 a month, you get to watch the show live as it happens on Instagram Live. So if you are a $10 a month Patreon, you got to watch the episode unfold and you got to see what happened after the D&D outro uh, because it did get saved over there. So if you want to see it, support us at the $10 level on Patreon and we can go from there. Also, uh, follow the show members on the Patreon, right? It's uh, BK Geek Stuff everywhere for Kev. It is Fat Dumbledore for Sandwich, and it is Pi Day Scott for me. And uh, we hope to see you around the interwebs. So we will end this episode, episode 652, Sandwich Hates Spider-Man, the way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, Norm MacDonald, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Hey, all right, good job, guys.
let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.